friends, and welcome back to Back Row, the fashion podcast that gets under the skin of the fashion industry. You're listening to episode eight with me, Neva Donahue. And me, Ellen. <laughs> Can you believe it's episode eight, though? No, I can't. I won't. Shan't. <laughs> Shan't. <laughs> How are you, my friend? I'm good. I just came back from Dundrum there to check out the Brown Thomas rental section that they brought oh. in. I was actually, I was actually pretty excited to to see it. I've never I haven't been in the Brown Thomas Dundrum and then the new rental section. It looks quite plush. I saw like a couple of snippets on Instagram when they did the big launch. Looks looks nice. Yeah, they definitely have a lot of stock for a lot of designers, but the one brand that they literally had about four pieces of was Rotate and have this big wedding in June and I wanted to get this Rotate dress and they had one rack all white clothes. Obviously I can't wear white to a wedding. So anyway, I went there originally to check out the rental section because I really, really like the idea of renting dresses for all these weddings I have this summer and got there and basically the the customer service was so good at the start. Oh my God, it was so, so good. They, like I basically went into the fitting room and I felt like I was getting like a personal styling like mm. session. It was so insane. Like they were even asking me, can they go get me like a shawl and shoes and all this kind of stuff. Yes. And anyway, I like tried on this really nice black rotate dress with this like, it's short and has this like giant bow and it's like, um, it has no sleeves. It literally just like starts just with the bust. It's so nice. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of like a baby doll style dress. Baby doll style. Yeah. Well, kind of. Yeah. It's just like a loose tube dress but with a giant bow it's so nice and then the details on the bow are tiny little like oars for rotate it's just like a really really nice dress and I think it would be perfect the drama of the wedding I think or the drama of the dress would be perfect for the wedding (laughs) the drama drama of the wedding wedding. don't don't tell the bride that (laughs) there's no drama in the wedding it's just the drama of the dress because it's going to be maybe the biggest wedding I ever go to in my life so anyway I tried on the dress it was like perfect 100 quid for 12 days perfect got to the till and they were like you need to be a Brown Thomas loyalty member and I was like okay well I've literally lived in like America for five and a half years so I'm obviously not a Brown Thomas loyalty member so I was like can I just fill out the card right now and like get like a loyalty card and they're like yeah yeah no worries then sorry originally they said yeah yeah no worries then I went to the concierge desk and they were like no you need to be a member for like a while so we can see your transactions like we can see how much you've like what you've bought and like no. in red thomas and like how many things you've bought and i was like the person that has the amount of money to buy loads of luxury items in brown thomas isn't gonna be renting dresses like what it, what's going on here your target market's way off this is strange i was like this is bizarre like you're you're targeting a random niche audience that buy loads of luxury items in brown house but still want to rent like that doesn't make any sense to me like if it's based on a point system do you know how many points a customer needs before they're eligible to rent i don't even know if it's based on a point system i think it's they want to see like you like you bought a Jacobus dress two weeks ago. You bought like a Charlotte Tilsby for it. They want to see like all your transactions and how many transactions. Like, I don't even know how many they want, but I just was like, this is so bizarre. Like, I Did literally. Did you say that to them at the till? Yeah. I said it to the till. I was like, I'm literally here, like handing you money, like literally in the process of handing you money. And then you're saying that I have to be like a loyal Brent Thomas, where I'm like, I literally just moved back to the country. Like, so yeah. Okay, well, for fear of us being brought to court, uh, we'll check that out and come back uh, with 
an update for from that. I'm sorry you couldn't get your gorgy dress, but I shall bring you solutions, me being the solution queen. Why don't you try the likes of Rag Revolution or Greens Are Good For You, both two newly launched Irish brands that offer gorgy, gorgy rentals. Yes. So I actually originally, originally way back when, uh, when I literally got the invitation for the wedding, I was like, great, I'm going to do greens are good for you because I really want to rent from them and give them the they business and everything. And they're so great. Gorgeous selection of like the girls Such really nice stuff. Like yeah. gorgeous bits. Yeah. Really yeah. Flattering. And like, even for me, like I don't wear any bright colors at all, but there were some shapes that I really liked. And anyway, the one dress that I was like, okay, this is actually, this is kind of me. Um, it's like booked up like for ages. So I was like, oh, Devo. But definitely for another event in the future, I'll definitely be using them for sure. Well, I have my my crystals right here, okay? I'm leaving them charged on the windowsill for you so that good vibes only. Ellen will get the dress of her dreams. She will bring the drama to this wedding. She will outstage the bride. <laughs> I wouldn't mind, but I, I already have the gloves. Leah oh. Cowan gave me her gorgeous lace opera gloves and I'm no. buzzing for it so I have to get this rotate dress to oh match it oh my god okay we're yeah. putting all the good vibes out to the dress gods that this rotate dress manifests itself I also had an unusual shopping experience this week I well first of all I had another big day out in the the big city uh, <laughs> which was lovely got to wear real clothes again which was nice I went to Optica which is Ireland's kind of like premium optician services and it's it's super bespoke. It's not the type of place you just rock up and walk in and have a browse. It's by appointment only. Oh, Ellen, the selection. It was from start to finish. It was just such a gorgeous, gorgeous experience. Like I would equate that to like going and getting a suit fitting in Louis Copeland. That's the kind of like bespoke level it was. Oh my God. You have to be a glasses wearer to understand the process and to also part with a lot of money for something that you wear as, uh, you know, I, well, I wear them 24 seven. I need them to see. So like I, yeah. I'm very particular with my glasses and as a glasses wearer since the age dot and an eye patch kid, I, I just take great pride in like the shape I put onto my face. And also it's almost, my glasses have become like an extension of me. Mm-hmm. And I've learned similarly to like my body shape, I've learned like what shapes suit me best. And I know because I have an abnormally small head, <laughs> I need cat eye, which is just not something that I can get. Like I can't go into Ace and Tate because the glasses are too wide. And also the last, last time I was in Specsavers a few weeks ago, because the, gla- the regular people size glasses are so large, God love her, the lady helping me try to sell me like glitter pink glasses in the kids section because they're the oh only ones gosh. that fit my head. I can't. Anyway, anyway, Optica went in. It was so gorgeous. Um, they have their own Irish made section called Wolf and Hound. Beautiful Irish crafted glasses in like every color under the rainbow. You can imagine I was in my element. Um, tried on the most, the most amazing pair of um handmade Italian glasses. I haven't put the order in yet. They will, they are mine. They have my name tag on them. Very excited for the big reveal. They're they're very out there. But why are they out there? Uh well first of all they're seafoam green. 
green. How are you going to match that with anything? Well, I wasn't thinking about my clothes. I have green eyes and I've... I've quite fair skin So I kind of wanted something To bring out my eyes And okay. my hair colour Which is also green <laughs> Not my hair oh my god Remember I had green hair God that was awful It was just you know It was such a lovely experience it, I was the only one in the shop I felt super comfortable I didn't feel pushed To like buy anything Because like It is an expensive experience as well These are not classes That you get like Two for 99 euro Yeah how much are we talking How much you part with Go on uh, are we going upwards or downwards of 500? Upwards. Uh, Neve, I'm I'm 99.999% sure that's more than literally your rent for your whole house in Mayo. I'm not saying I'm parting with it. I'm just saying cost per wear for something that you wear on your face and you want to feel like you in. I've honestly, the last time I felt like that was six years ago when I bought my current pair of glasses and they've served yeah. me well. It's time to retire them and put them to bed. It's time for Neve 3.0 to come out and play. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe if I if I win the lotto in the next few weeks, then you'll see me with new specs on. Oh my God, give us a few quid if you win. So newsy headlines this week. There was actually quite a lot going on. First of all, are we Winona Ryder fans in the house? Oh, 100 million thousand percent. That didn't make any sense. So Winona Ryder, a.k.a. the original grunge princess of the 90s, she made her long-awaited return to the fashion world as the face of Marc Jacobs's new J-Mark shoulder bag. Marc, uh, not him personally, I'm sure his social team did, uh, teased two pics on Instagram this week. And honestly, she looks as good as she did two decades ago, complete with the heavy coal liner, the dark lip and the short choppy raven locks. It's just, it's giving. It's really nice seeing someone not in their 20s like doing the face of a campaign and especially like the hot new handbag of the season kind of thing I, I love that and to be honest I, I've watched I watched the whole of um, Stranger Things in like one sitting basically the other day so I'm just on this huge Winona Ryder buzz at the moment I thought she looked absolutely great and the big chunky heels as well and I love the fact that this is like big full circle moment for her and Mark Jacobs, because this isn't the first time that Ryder has modeled for Jacobs. In fact, she's been amused for him for some time now and has like regularly turned to him for like major red carpet events. And like she is a style icon in her own right. And yeah, like you said, it's really refreshing to see more designers like disregarding age. It's just really nice to see somebody with a history with the brand as well. Absolutely, 100 million percent Thoughts on Queen Elizabeth's style over the last 70 years <laughs> Oh, we're bringing this in right now Oh my god, I didn't think we were going to go into Jubilee season so quickly It's just, it's just, I'm just curious, yeah Me personally, I love Lizzie I am grandma to the core I think she pulls off colour really well She pulls off British style really well Like, imagine never getting it wrong, like ever Like Stylistically Every day of your life Just completely nailing it I think I think that's what she does Also love How everything is thought out So much So like the height Of her hat Has to be a certain height For when she can So she can get out of the car Easily Get into a car easily But it reminded me of We we used to have this um This kind of like Section In the magazine That I used to work for at about, about the royals Basically And I just have I don't know if you know Any of the rules Of the royals Like the female royals And what they have to like they can and cannot do but basically queen hates wedges like literally hates same. wedges oh my same god one. really same i hate a wedge okay i thought you i thought you would be a wedge girl. i hate wedges personally i'm also with lizzie with the hating of the wedge sorry i can't believe you thought as a wedge girl oh no i fully thought you were open toe suede oh. espadrille <laughs> <I'm joking>. oh. <laughs> 
Oh my I'm actually oh my god. Helen. Oh I actually I love knowing what um winds you up. But basically, yeah. So um no colored nail polish, no messy buns, and they can only wear jeans on casual occasions. Just like oh, they can never take off a coat in public, even if there's a heat wave, all of a sudden they can't take the coat off. I was just like, what? Like this is insane. Put on a pair of tracksy bottoms. Well, the the Queen's um, trusted style advisor, Angela Kelly, actually wrote a really, really interesting memoir a few years ago called The Other Side of the Coin, The Queen, The Dresser and The Wardrobe. And it kind of outlines all of those important signifiers in the outfit and how how the Queen kind of like um, solidified her place as kind of like a style icon. And even little things about like how there's weights sewn into the bottom of uh, the Queen's dresses into the hemline so that if there's a breeze... You know, things aren't going to sway the way they should or shouldn't. And about like the importance of the gloves and the fact that she has consistently always worn the same leather uh, shoes and handbag brand. I, I also think like for a woman of her age, she, she wears color really, really well and confidently and comfortably. Yeah, you know, I think we're so used to seeing women of a certain generation maybe downplaying color and like joyfulness she embraces it all and obviously at the right times as well at the right key moments I love that mm. and I love the like the signifiers through fashion and like how certain events are represented through color like I'm really into that I think I was maybe I was a fashion historian in my past life absolutely I think you were the queen in a past life oh <laughs> right, Lizzie goes balls to the wall let's be real Lizzie goes balls to the wall here speaking of grandmas did you hear about the new summer trend no, Grandma She, what you've been doing the last year. You might be familiar with hashtag cottagecore and hashtag regency core, but what about hashtag coastal grandma? <laughs> That's you. <laughs> Did you just make that up? No, no, it's an actual, like, it's a trend. No, I don't believe that for one second. From the likes of Diane Keaton in Something's Gotta Give to Annie Lebowitz at the Met, the hottest trend for summer 2022 is. The coastal grandma aesthetic. I actually just took my granny out this morning and she was wearing this like Gorgina brooch. And I was like, I, and I, do you know what? Like, I really like men's style cardigans and they're always like, you know, Nanushka like brought out that like really cool men's style cardigan. It was like kind of crazy floral prints. And like, it honestly looks like something my granny would wear, stick a brooch on it. I was like, I actually can do this. I can make it a bit like granny androgynous, make it into myself kind of thing. Like I'm, I'm all about this. I just can't do the tan tights. No, babes, listen, I can't do the tan tights. That's basically what coastal, what the coastal grandmother aesthetic is. Like literally just think of your favorite octogenarian and grab yourself a breezy oversized button up a cool hat, a cozy knit and pretty much any shade of like ecru or sandalwood or earth. And you've basically just like mastered coastal grandma core. <laughs> but sorry, just a question, just back to the brown top of situation when I was trying on that thing earlier. And then just speaking of the granny thing, does anyone wear a bra anymore? I'm just actually very curious. I had this like brainwave in the changing room and I was like, literally, I don't know anyone in my life that wears a bra anymore. Like I think bras have become chuggy. And like, I mean chuggy in a bad way. I don't mean chuggy in a granny way. Does anyone wear bras anymore? Like I think underwires is out of fashion. You're asking the wrong person uh, because I'm two eggs and a hanky, but I personally do not wear underwire bras and have not since way like pre-pandemic I'm sports bras and wireless all the way has the pandemic just made us so lazy that we don't wear a bra like I've never worn a bra because I literally there's nothing to hold up or nothing to hold in place like and uh, you literally have like 
to um, grapes as well. So like, <laughs> oh, oh my God, you are the rudest girl I've ever met. Uh, but no, I personally don't wear underwires and I don't wear, I, I pretty much stick to the soft triangle bras or really? sports bras because that's my body shape. And I like, I went through a phase of wearing big bras with chicken fillets in them. And I will just never, I will never be able to shed myself of that icky yeah. feeling of like the water in your chest. Oh, what were we, what were we thinking? It's the wearing of the bra. And then when you raise your hand, the bra like hits you in the chin. Like it literally is like, I, I like, I literally can't. But like on, what, on what's hot and what's not, like on that like list that you see in the newspaper all the time, it's on the far low, low. A wired bra is so juicy. It's like actually the ick. Yeah. But also, you, you know, they serve a purpose for a lot of people. You're probably asking the wrong person because to me, bras have been shuggy since. 2017 at the very What? No I was always jealous Of people that could wear them Because they're kind of cool Flat chests are having A bit of a moment No do you know Actually I'm not even Going to finish that sentence Because you know what Bodies are just having a moment Full stop Does not matter This is What you look like girl Bodies are having a moment Actually do you know what This actually brings me on To something that I really Wanted to talk about today Um, So thank you for bringing up tits But basically we know it's the official start of the meteorological summer, woohoo! which hopefully means that we can rid ourselves <laughs> of all the layers and layers of clothes that we've been uh, wearing the last couple of years, it seems, in Ireland and embrace that gorgeous, gorgeous vitamin D. But I want to know, do you go topless? Where? What do you mean do I go? What do you mean? You never what? finished that sentence. Walking down the Navan Road. No, do you go topless like on the beach? Like, I mean, if you're swimming in the 40 foot or if you're down the country or if you're if you're on a summer holiday, do you go topless? Neve, I, I can't stress enough how I'm I'm literally like max a double A. Like if I went topless, <laughs> I would look like a 10-year-old boy. Like I'm not even joking. Like fully. And I've just come off the pill and my face is full acne. I literally would look like a 14 year old boy. Like I'm not joking. Like, people would actually like be like, who is that last boy? Can I call social services to like see if he has any parents or anything? Like it's actually me. No, fully. Like I actually, there's, there's, it's so bad. It's so bad. Well, I, I came, sorry. I came across, I came across a really great article on a, I came across a really great article on British Vogue the other day. <laughs> Compose yourself, Neve. And it was by journalist Laura Hawkins. And she wrote about basically like in the age of the naked dress. So like all these dresses that basically gives you the, the appearance of being naked while comfortably covering you in areas that you need it most. So in the area mm. of the naked dress, why are we so like reluctant to sunbathe topless? I think I've only gone topless once and that was like in the shower. No, but <laughs> just one time. <laughs> your knickers still on. <laughs> I, I actually I've never gone topless and I even feel a bit I feel my blood pressure rising at the thought of it um, <laughs> but not for lack of want like I do want to because I don't like tan lines I don't like being burnt around my bra strap if I have one on but there's something very insidious I think about not having the op- or not being comfortable to do it I don't know if that's just because like the male gaze and how like society has kind of molded us to think um or is it just because like you said like small boobs aren't aren't in in bunny quotes small boobs are in no boobs are not in that's the difference <laughs> like I, I literally can't stress that enough like you can imagine a pair 
with two sticks shoved up the bottom. That's me. I, for some reason, literally have triple A and then a huge arse. I have no idea why. And these skinny legs. I, I literally look like an alien from Men in Black. It li- literally makes no sense. I'm he- all here for for um, doing what you want. Like literally, I've gone to the Vico. I've seen those nudist guys. Like they're obviously not appealing to the eyes, but you do you. You do you, girl. What about if you were with like your, your girlfriends on like a holiday and you're all like sitting around in a villa that you've rented? Would you feel comfortable enough then to to take your your top off? Uh, this has literally happened. Me and my girlfriends went to the Bahamas a couple of years ago and we all did it. And Thanks for the again, and then, <laughs> that was actually mad. Uh, we got um, the Prince of the Bahamas villa in the Bahamas. It was actually insane. We had two people giving us food and drink the whole time. Uh, Shania, or what's her name? Shania It's either Shania Twain or Shakira. I'm having a brain fart. Lived like two doors down. <laughs> and <laughs> same this. And... Uh, <laughs> And it was actually insane. But the we did go studying dipping and it was kind of fun and freeing. And definitely if I could go to the Vico and join those nudist guys with a balaclava on my face, maybe one day I would. Yeah. It's interesting though, because aren't we in this era of like super confident be you, love yourself, love your body era, and yet I obviously have not gone out and done the research, but I would say the majority of people wouldn't would be quite reluctant to take their top off. I think so. Yeah. Especially Irish girls as well. Just cause like we're so, I just like out of all my friends, I feel like we're not, we're not really wants to do that, but there's the contradictory paradox of like, if you show too much skin, you're, you're a slut, you know, and you're, you should be shamed for like, you know, getting your, your body out. And that nakedness is this kind of like shameful thing to enjoy, do you know, so it's it's kind of like a lose-lose situation, isn't it? And then if you look at it from a, a social media perspective, it gets really bloody dark because if you are the confident kind to go and take a photo of your gorgeous self with your with your backs out and you put it up on your Instagram where you have clearly consented to this in your on your own curated platform, you're at risk of your account being banned for nudity. And even if you're, but even if your breasts are exposed through like art or photography, or even if you're godforsaken breastfeeding, which is actually something that the writer Hawkins touches on in her piece, she calls it, she calls it a patriarchal paradox, which is, she kind of like hit the nail on the head because it's like a catch 22 situation. If you get your tits out, you're a slut. If you don't get them out, you're, you're too modest. But if we do get them out, we're going to be, we're going to be censored for it. No winning. And I did see something recently in the news and it was saying that um, nipple pasties are back in fashion. Like the thing that you wear behind your clothes are now just the thing that you wear on your body to cover up your nipples. And we saw Cara Delevingne wear that at the Met. And for anyone who didn't listen to that episode, I fucking hated her outfit. (laughs) I thought it was so bad. I thought she just... She need if she has a stylist, she needs to fire that stylist and get a new one. Or if she doesn't, she needs to get a stylist because I just thought they were awful. They're peeling off the edges. And but the I'm not against the concept of doing that in fashion in your outfit because Doja Cat did it for um her last award show. I can't even remember what it was, and she was brilliant. So I mean, to be honest, festival seasons like basically here. So are you going to be wearing your nipple pasties to? Primavera. I absolutely will not be wearing nipple pasties <laughs> because do you know why, Ellen? I don't have enough for the nipple pasty to grab onto. Um, and I mean that with you might I mean, as well be sticking them on your arm. I, might as well, I, I literally might as well be wearing it as a nicotine patch. Like, <laughs> <laughs> look, I 
I have come a long way with self-acceptance. I've finally moved past being cripplingly self-conscious about my non-existent boobs to the point that I could wear something tight and not feel like your 12-year-old boy best friend. Um, But will I be donning everything out for the world to see? I don't think just yet. But for those who are seeking that primal sense of freedom, I bid you adieu, go forth and free the nipple. Just don't do it on Instagram. Because you get banned. Um, Also, this is a bit of news for the fashion historians and the Chanel fans out there. Coco Chanel once said, you can take the girl out of cabra, but you can't take the cabra out. (laughs) (laughs) You wish. (laughs) No, not really, though. If you are a fashion historian with a particular gras for Coco Chanel, then you'll be very excited to learn that London's V&A Museum will host a major exhibition on Coco Chanel's career and industry changing designs, covering everything from the opening of her first millinery boutique in Paris in 1910 to the showing of her final collection in 1971 the exhibition will open in September 23 which I know we still have a bit to go but it will display 180 designs as well as jewellery accessories and perfume and outfits created for the likes of Lauren Bacall and Marlene Dietrich and like much of Chanel's work the show is likely to be an absolute blockbuster so I would be booking my tickets well in advance because the V&A fashion exhibitions always sell out in fact I flew over for the Dior exhibition last year no two years ago before COVID, I thought I was like, oh, I'll I'll have a few days in London before I go to the exhibition, loads of time to book. No, I had to literally fly home from London without seeing the show. Oh my God, stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. So I still have regrets about not seeing that Dior show, but I will definitely be booking my tickets to see the Coco Chanel exhibition. What's actually the best fashion exhibition you've ever been to? Oh, you know, I actually can't think, but if I'm ever in doubt... I love, love, love having a walk around the fashion wing in Collins Barracks. Okay. It's free. You can walk in. There is the most amazing Irish fashion and design in there going back as far as the famine and right up until current day. And it really is like a gorgeous display of Irish talent and maybe like the lesser known side of like fabrics and fashion design. It's so worth it. And the fact that it's free. like So interesting. I need to go in there before I leave. Yeah. Oh, it's such a gorgeous like afternoon, lovely way to, to spend your time. And the building itself is absolutely fabulous. So it's so gorgeous. Gorgina, you approve. So last week we asked you what your fashion ache was. We wanted to basically hear from you about your personal fashion aches. If you've had any experience with fashion faux pas, the funny moments in your life that, you know, you look back on and beads of sweat form down your back and your, but we all have a laugh at it at the same time. <laughs> so Neve, does any, does any of your stories come to mind first? I honestly, I've been thinking about this for, for the last while. I've so many that it's, it's like, I think people would honest to God judge me if they were to know like who my past self was, but two kind of key moments jumped to mind whenever I think of my own fashion. One was a matching velour tracksuit from Dunn stores in powder blue with jean textured sketchers. And a <laughs> and a matching bag. Eve, I'm not gonna lie, that kind of sounds like a vibe. Matching velour tracksuit, juicy gazure. Come on, give it to me. It's Y2K. Yeah, it's white, like it's back in trend now. But when you see the photos, you're like, put that girl into the bin, please. <laughs> but the other thing that really stands out for me is I had a couple of like quite major spinal operations when I was a teenager. And after my first one, I 
had to be put into a body cast, like a plaster of Paris body cast, the same way you would if you broke if you broke your arm or your leg, except it had like a zip on the side so that I could take it off for like one hour a day. Okay. But basically it was so big that I had to wear it over my clothes. Like I couldn't hide it. Sorry, just describe this again. It's So it's just from the torso or is it covering your knickers as well? From under my arms down to like crotch. Oh my gosh. So... I had to wear it over clothes, but because the cast was so big and bulky, but my body was so small, I had to get like size 10 and 12 from the adult section. So everything used to just like fucking swim on me, basically. I obviously felt like quite down because like when you're in, when you're 13 years of age, you're obviously in a very like transient time of your life. Everything is changing. Everything is like desperation. Hormones are going crazy. You want to be out there like meeting boys and meeting girls and like, you know, discovering yourself and coming into this whole new era of like your personal growth. And here's me just like bobbing down the road, like a spare thorn. Oh God. I literally felt like the worst version of myself. Like I wanted the ground to open up and swallow me. And like, you'd be walking down the road with your, your mom, your dad, and like all the cool people would pass you by. And you're just like, these people are judging me. I can feel the x-ray vision through my fucking cast. So basically my mom brought me into Claire's accessories one day. Shout out to Claire's accessories. Yeah, and we, we've a jazzled the the body cast we got as many rhinestones Stop. as we could and we rhin- we rhinestone the shit out of that cast oh my god leave yep and my only regret is that I burnt it when I was allowed to take it off I I actually wish I kept it as a little momentum of or memento of that time in my life Eve, you burnt it I burnt you're it you're so dramatic no I had to wear that thing for eight weeks as in a fucking body cast <laughs> I was allowed to burn it I was just I was so close to burning down my house I was so stressed out with it can we can we just take a moment for me Literally you going through Multiple serious back surgeries And I'm like You're so dramatic (laughs) (laughs) You only nearly died Stop being so dramatic Yeah but you know That That was a real turning point For me because Every moment Thereafter That woeful experience Like I kind of just I kind of just embraced all the bad points after that because I was like, I've already hit my rock bottom. I can't go any further than this. So you embraced the bad point when you were wearing the the chicken fillet at the gar match. Oh, shut up. Oh my God. <laughs> was that oh pre God. or post? That was post. Yeah, yeah, that was post. It was a it was a soccer match and playing with my local team. This was about two or three years after body cascade. <laughs> and like I've always looked like a 13-year-old boy. I my body developed in very strange ways. I have super long legs, like a giraffe. I have the shortest torso known to womankind and a twisted spine. And that's that's just me. But I was obviously extremely self self conscious for a long time, and used to wear like the biggest chicken fillet bras you could find. Like you know those ones. It'd be like you're walking around with two uh, hot water bottles on your chest. Like sorry, this just like came into my head. I don't know if you saw the call her daddy Stassi baby uh, episode when she said her her um, implants flipped. I was like. I was like, oh, I can't. Ew, yeah, oh. at Coachella. Anyway, sorry, go on. Gross. But basically, my implants didn't flip, but well, they were my implants, implants they weren't in. came out. My outplants came out full stop on the pitch. We were playing uh, friendly and I tackled, I got tackled quite hard. And next of all, the chicken fillets came out of the jersey and landed on the football pitch. Oh, I'll never forget the mortification. And the ref blew the whistle, came over, picked them up and was like, who who owns these? Oh, Eleanor, never Do you think the ref the, knew the what they were? Yes. Oh my God. She totally oh, knew. She totally fucking oh knew. Oh my God. Oh, Actually, so I had to, for your life. I tried to... I know, I have secondhand embarrassment. I tried to hide the fact they were mine and like... 
all of the girls on the team knew it was who's who's it belonged to. So I had to claim the chicken fillets. And uh, after that, after that, I swore to myself I'd never wear chicken fillets again, and I haven't. Hash, hashtag small tits for life. <laughs> Absolutely. Before we share all the juicy gossip from people who submitted some of their fashion faux pas, fashion X stories, you need to give me some some goss or something here. I was invited to this birthday party. Um, it's basically just trying to picture. I literally so. Ellen in school had a unibrow like I'm not even joking when I say that I had a unibrow and what I call a forehead beard so it was like my eyebrows ran straight up into my hairline if you can imagine that so like imagine a beard but flipped to your forehead so I call it a forehead beard so I literally when I like it's so funny when I go in to get my eyebrows done they're like eyebrows anything else I'm like and the whole face like you can you can see it too come on and anyway so like so literally Ellen as a kid forehead beard I was like about I think I might have been about 12 or something um mustache sideburns the whole thing anyway obviously I had no mates so I was like pity invite into this party and I was like okay amazing I'll go and it was the National Aquatic (laughs) Centre anyway I got to the party and I realized I was the only one in a one-piece swimming suit like all the girls were in two piece and I was like, oh my God. And, and I was like, okay, I've made it through the whole thing, had fun, whatever. So basically I was getting a lift home with one of the girls and I, I, I think at the time I like fancy the brother or something. I think that's what you could say. I don't know if I was like head over heels in love because I was like 10 or 12 or something. But anyway, she was giving me a lift home. The brother was obviously there as well and going home and whatever happened we're all in the car park waiting for her mom to like come in and collect us and I overheard the brother say something really funny to somebody else not even me and I burst out laughing so much that I literally <gasps> pissed my pants like literally pissed my pants and I was wearing these like light wash skinny um denim jeans so literally if you can imagine light wash skinny denim jeans you could literally see the oh pee like and anyway he when the mom, so when his mom came over, came into the car park, he came over to me and was like, oh, my mom's here. And then he like looked down and was like, did you just piss your pants? And I was like, oh my God. I was like, no, I was like, I'm just wet from the National Aquatic Center. He was like, no, you're not. We've been standing out here for 15 minutes. And I, I, I the National Aquatic Center is closed. So I also couldn't run back in to like pee. And anyway, it got so bad that the mom like literally like pulled up, saw that I just pissed my pants, made me take off my jeans and I had to do the whole car ride home, sitting on a towel beside him, smelling a pit. I was so bad. Oh, Ellen. It was so bad. Yeah. The National Aquatic Centre Gate. Did you talk to him after? Do you still talk to him? Absolutely not. One of the main oh. reasons I moved to America. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. Oh, wait, just, um, just know that these are all character building moments in our lives. Okay. Let's just remember that th- th- these moments made us the people who we are today. Style queens. A, a hot mess. Some of the uh, the responses that we've got so far to your fashion X. Let me see. We'll read out a couple of these. So we have their fashion X and fashion and fashion flops and fails. Fashion yeah. flops and fails. Fashion Mickey flops. Um, Fanula Morin hates when she's got a cuffed or tight like trouser on her leg that like rides up the calf when you're like sitting down and she said it makes her feel like a 90s boy band guy and until she can like kick it back down basically you know like when one trouser leg is just always being a cock basically 
fully yeah but the ick is for me when I see that on a guy and he's doing the thing like mid walk and then he gets his like he gets one one <laughs> one foot to like drag down the thing on his shin and he's doing this mid walk like when you I just can't do it I'm just like stop bend over pull the things down <laughs> and then don't do it with your foot like that's so the ick I do that all the time I'm like efficiency I can do this when I'm walking no I can't you're giving me the ick then we have Len Britton said over eager Y2K vibes I feel like that's very much the the double uh the double penetration of the the two-piece tracksuit is is overly eager to y2k vibes for me that's a flop that's floppy disc and then we have Alison delaney said head to toe gym and coffee gear i'm kind of up there with her yeah you're you are a live laugh lover like you're the same yeah <laughs> you live have- laugh leaving <laughs> 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 then we have Jenny Ashegg. Uh, she said men in jeans with an elastic cuff. Oh my god. Elastic cuff. Oh. I can't even picture that. Wait, jeans with an elastic elastic cuff. You can. They're like think of like top man era jeans where they're slightly billowed on the leg oh, and then no, they, they no, come no, down no. to this like tight cuff, like a tracksuit bottom, like a gray nate, like a gray tracksuit bottom. What 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 bar in Dublin would you see? Would you see that man in? Just curious. Dicey's. Actually, yeah. Hit the nail on the head. Dicey's. Palace. (laughs) I can can keep going. And then Maddie O'Reilly says, Topshop geek t-shirts. These were a moment. These were a cultural touch Yeah, and I still have one that my mom wears now still. And it's like the pre, this the pre-rolled like sleeve cuff things. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're probably worth a few bob on eBay black market. I thought that it doesn't even make sense. A top that says geek were hard to get. Like, I know. I literally, my brain does. Those were the days, simple days, simple, simple days. Joni jeans and geek t-shirts. Simple. We didn't know the good stuff when we, when we had it, Ellen. I mean, it's not good, Neve. My, uh, like when I wear, when I wore those Joni jeans, my arse was swallowing them. Absolutely swallowing them. Yeah. I just remember when we went to the Gale Talks back in like fucking 1975 and we all had the whole house, the whole chalk had the Top Top Geek t-shirts and we all dressed up as geeks for our final, uh, you know, the way they all do the the final oh, song. Yeah. Off I think I did a geek yeah. as well. Oh my God. What a weird trend that was actually. I know. And we all wore like the fake big glasses with the like Pl- the plaster around the eye yeah. band. What was oh that my about? God. Was that like like it was that side by side with um with High School Musical? Was there a High School Musical no. one before that? I don't know. It's so much like imagine being a parent and buying your kid that stuff and then seeing everyone in pennies and the same thing. You'd be like, what are these kids eating and drinking? Like this is so bizarre. Well, you have a special treat. You have a couple of voice notes for us to listen to. Yes. So give us some context. Who's who's the first one? This first one is from a friend of mine, a 27 year old, getting to know his own personal style. Let's say. Okay. Okay. Play. 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 So yeah, when I was um, younger, I grew up in like a smaller city in Ireland and I just wanted to be, I guess, a hipster or like individual kid in the neighborhood. <laughs> and I just do whatever it took to stand out. And, you know, there's a big difference between standing up, stand, standing out and making like hilarious faux pas. And like right up to college, I was doing it. Like in college, I used to wear harem pants into Trinity and I'd literally like 
get the Lewison's to see the screen or cycle into College Green. And then the minute I'd go through the arts walking journey, I'd run into the bathroom and change into my harem pants and put my jeans or my tracksuit pants into my backpack and walk around all day wearing an iron sweater or a drug rug. And um, my iron pants. <laughs> I'm actually like cringing so much even thinking about that. That's when I was like 18, but then even younger, like when I was like 12 or 13, my parents tried the whole keeping up with the Joneses going to mass every Sunday thing for a while. And I used to wear odd converse to mass because I thought that that would make me stand out and look really cool. Who the hell was I trying to impress? That's a priest. Uh, so I used to wear a green converse and a blue converse going into mass every Sunday religiously. Oh my God, I can't think what's worse, the drug rug or the mismatched converse for the priest. The drug rug into Trinity College. I thought that was just an NCAD thing. I can't, the looks that you would get, I feel like in Trinity College wearing a drug rug. I just, that is the funniest thing ever with the odd converses into mass. Like I I was kind of the same for a while. Like in, in Mount Sackville, there was a hoodie that everyone wanted. It was like, you know, that everyone um, used to bring their lunches in in with the, it's called a little brown bag and it was from like Macy's so it was that and then a hoodie saying hockey is my religion oh, my so everyone would go into mass wearing this hoodie that says hockey is my religion I was just like this is so bizarre but I actually am lolling um, okay so this person is one of our American listeners so we're going transatlantic <laughs> here and I have not one singular clue what this is about though I have Literally absolutely oh no idea what we're oh getting God. ourselves in for. Go for it. But yeah, here goes nothing. I have two to share, but um it's the fact that my cousin's wife wore the same wedding dress to her wedding a month <gasps> before mine. So that's something. Um I don't really have any takeaways yet because I'm still pissed off about it. And then the other one is that when I was in college during one of my single semesters, I was like hooking up with this guy in my apartment and he was like, You have a hole in your pants. And I was like, What are you talking about? I was wearing like black jeans from Zara. And then I, I did, and then I went to go put on another pair of pants, and he was like, you have a hole in these pants, too. So I had holes in the exact same spot, like on my inner upper thigh. That makes it sound like we were doing naughty things. We were just making out. But um, <laughs> in two pairs of pants. And I don't think they were both from Zara. I think it's like the way I'm built. I rip holes in jeans in my inner thighs. <laughs> Um, another one comes to mind, and this one's kind of gross, so apologies in advance, but this was like the summer I just moved to New York, like me and Maddie were still really fresh, like dating. Um, but anyway, we went to Fiddlesticks, Maddie and I did, and I'm drinking a lot of like RBVs, and that is something I was new to, um, drinking RBVs. And we go back to my apartment, and I'm laying on my bed, and he's taking a shower. And I just like throw up on this white shirt that I thought was really cute. It was like literally from H&M. It was like a cold shoulder, had like cutouts. And I just like threw up onto myself. And then I thought quickly and I got out of bed. I threw it away. I got back in bed with my pajamas on. Next day I go to H&M. I grabbed the exact same top and no one knew what happened. Oh I mean, my I need God. to know where did she put the vomit? Did the boyfriend find the vom? I need to know these things. No, I know this girl and she is, she is, I don't even know how to describe like the best, quickest, most organized person you've ever met in your whole life. There is oh no way, God. like she would be be the perfect per. if she was ever to murder someone, she would never be found. Oh my God. Like, I don't know why I just made that, that <laughs> reference, but yeah. Okay. We've one more this week um, because we're running out of time and then we'll play the rest next week. Okay, so this is my 14-year-old fashion fail. So it was second year and I was going to Wes for the first time. So I was going with my friends and we were all like, oh my God, what do we wear? So the week before we got 
um, my friend's mum to do a drive-by, us in the back, her driving, driving, driving really slowly past Wes so that we could see what people were that were waiting in the queue for outside. So we were like, okay, got it, we know what to wear, got the memo, cool. So the next day I was going shopping with my mum in Dundrum Town Centre, thank you. We, I was like, mum, I know where to go, one-stop shop, Jane Norman. Like in one second, I was like, I found the dress. It's absolutely perfect. No need to keep looking. It was like strapless, like check, black and white, and kind of like cinched at the waist with a little kind of red bow, then kind of went out a little bit, but not much, and then kind of grazed off my knee. You know, didn't want to be shown too much knee. So it was very much kind of picnic blanket vibes. And then the last thing on the list was shoes. So we marched over to Penny's and saw these um, silver like dolly shoes. My plan was to put glue all over kind of the top bit of the shoe and then stick some glitter onto it. And I was like, I think this is gonna be a win. It, it didn't all come together. It was absolutely tragic. And I also made the weird decision only to tan my legs <laughs> with Sally Hansen, of course, and just, you know, go no tan on the upper body. Um, so all in all, just was a bit of a disastrous look. And needless to say, I did not get the shift. Sorry, I totally hard relate on the glitter pumps. I had a pair of glitter pumps in every shade of glitter that you can possibly find. And I just remember feeling like my best twinkly toed self in glitter pumps. I love when people almost like regret not wearing something and it still like plays on their mind like years later. Like I I've loads of those outfits where like mm. I'm totally like, oh, why did I choose that particular dress? Like and it kind of haunts me because it, it's one of those like defining moments in your like little style life. Absolutely. Yeah. Also, nothing. I will take this from my grave. Nothing haunts you like the stuff you didn't buy. Nothing haunts you like the stuff you didn't buy. If you're still thinking about that, those boots or that dress or whatever from ages ago, I know I you have probably that. should have gotten it. And thank God we have so many Depop things and all the kind of stuff that you can probably hunt it down. But nothing haunts you like the stuff you didn't buy. I think we're going to have to come back to the fashion X because we've still so many to get through, but we're running out of time. But before we go, Ellen, what's on your radar for this week? To be honest, it's it's not a fashion ache or a fashion fail. It's actually nothing to do with fashion at all. Neve, have you listened to the two Johnnies <gasps> oh viral my, podcast? Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm going to caveat this by saying I am not the two Johnnies' is 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 biggest fan. I have my own personal reasons for this, but holy guacamole! Was this like shocking? If you haven't listened to the GAA Catfish, go to the Two Johnnies' podcast and listen to episodes one and two. It is shocking. Yeah, it's, I actually can't, I was on Joanne McNally's um, Instagram or she just put up an Instagram story being like, everyone has to listen to uh, the catfish story from the Two Johnnies podcast. And I was like, I actually hadn't even heard about the podcast because I literally live under a rock. I'm so like out of touch with Irish stuff since I've been back. But um, I listened to it. They've, they have a part one, a part two and a part three is coming out. And oh my God, hook it to my veins. It is the best story ever. Like when these things happen in Ireland, Everyone knows each other Like I don't know If you got the rake Of WhatsApp pictures yeah. And screenshots And messages That was going around the WhatsApp groups I got them Holy shit I was I was actually like Hugged my veins Like I love it Everyone knows everyone And without giving Too much context away If you haven't listened to it It's about a scandal With a girl who creates Multiple fake people And basically love bombs A load of Irish lads In the GAA scene Who all Bloody know each other I mean Red flags are 
everywhere. Do you know what it makes for really, really like engaging content? And like my heart goes out to anybody that was affected by that absolute like psycho. Uh, But yeah, go and listen. That's your homework for tonight. What's on your radar this week? Um, very quickly, the NCAD and the LSAD colleges are both hosting their graduate shows in person for the first time in two years, which is actually major. And this is a chance for the public to get up close with some of the biggest emerging designers and creators from Ireland. So the NCAD graduate show is taking place from June 8th to 14th. Um, it's free to the public to walk in and check out, get up close and personal with the designs, jewellery, textiles, everything. And you can find them in the design building in NCAD. And then the Limerick School of Art and Design grad show takes place from June 4th to 12th. And uh, yeah, it's a really good opportunity to get up to speed with the who's who of fashion right now and who are the kind of like emerging designers to spotlight. And there's also a brilliant preview of both graduate shows in the Irish Times by IT fashion editor Deirdre McQuillan, which I will add to the show notes. But for now, have a fabulous weekend, my friend. Happy Jubilee weekend to all those who celebrate. <laughs> um, and thanks so much for listening, tuning in, downloading, rating and yeah, thanks a million and we'll speak to you next week. Have a good week, guys. Bye. 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 bye.